The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. There is a reckoning. We're talking NBA Finals. We're talking the lines from BovadaSportsBook.com. Sam and I are laughing because we have a... we have a reckoning. We have an apology to make. And then, um, yeah, we're going to be talking, of course, some some NFL. The injuries are starting to come in. The Fantasy Football Almanac is available on Amazon.com, and that's also going to need some adjusting. So we're going to go through all that and more today on the Functional Sportsaholic. Sam, buddy, how you doing? What is up, my brother? Not much. You know, I don't know where to start the show. Um, so let's just, uh, you know, it's kind of like roulette here. Let me spin the wheel here. And, okay, I'm going to land on my trip this week. I went to Las Vegas. I had some business to attend to and uh, got on the plane for the first time um, in what, like a year and a half. Was not looking forward to that at all. Oh, that is right. That is the first plane that you've been on. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say I got through security, um, you know, both uh, Chicago where I fly out of and then Las Vegas coming back. I, you know, got on the plane quickly because I had heard, you know, through some colleagues and stuff that... You know, traveling in, in different airports is a challenge and this and that. I got through security so fast in both airports. So that's one thing. And then that was good. Um, but I got my first delayed flight in probably like two or three. I was on, I've been on a good run, Sam, where my flights have gone off on time. Um, right. So it's hard to complain really about about my run there. But as soon as I get to the airport, you know, plane change and this and that. So I get into Vegas. um, at what was about 11:30 Pacific time, so it's like 1:30 my time, and I'm I'm very sleep sensitive, as you know, Sam. So I'm already roughing it, and then to begin with the itinerary, because I didn't want to be gone from the house, you know, any any more than I had to. Um, right. I flew on the red eye home the next day, right. and uh, that was again the flight. You know, it was safe. That's all that really matters. It was on time, so, so fine. But I could not get comfortable on the flight, man, and so I am behind. On sleep, but is that about a two-hour flight? Oh uh, no, for me it's about flight? three and a half, four. Oh okay. Yeah, and a red eye, you know, they'll they'll one. hit the gas, yeah. so you know you can get you can get home in like three and a half hours, but yeah, yeah. So huh. uh, it was it was so how a, was Vegas, man? How, how's the scene looking out there? Yeah, I tell you what, it looked like. So <laughs> I was there on a on a Monday and Tuesday, and I have never seen Vegas more packed on a Monday and Tuesday night. <laughs> and, you know, it is summer, okay? Like, it is summer. Dying to get out, yeah, I guess. It, I guess, man. And so, like, I get there, and, you know, as people of the show know, I mean, Sam and I, we take COVID seriously. I recognize there's a, a heavy percentage of the population that listen to the show that do not, okay? So we'll just leave it there. We've already we've done those episodes, so I don't want to talk anymore about it. But what... um. What was interesting is I show up and I'm at the hotel and I'm at a you know a nicer hotel um, and I'm off the strip because I don't really like to stay on the strip honestly because I don't I don't go there for you know for partying if I go there for partying I'll stay on the strip but I was off strip and then um, you know I'm at uh, breakfast in the morning in the hotel and the the waitress is just like oh yeah the COVID's like going crazy right now it's like really 
I hadn't looked, I hadn't paid attention. I looked at it and the positivity rates at like 13 and a half percent. And I'm just like, holy moly, that is, you know, if, if you follow the metrics, that's where basically everybody's just going to get sick quickly. And so like they're starting to try to like, they're, they're slowly instituting mask and this and that or whatever. But basically what ends up happening is I, I'm walking around and I had dinner on the strip on Tuesday night, again, with some, uh, with some folks I know, some colleagues that were also out there, um, and and no i mean it is shoulder to shoulder it's the night of the nba finals which by the way i think the nba finals by that point bavada had uh, milwaukee minus five and sam and i are definitely going to dig into that in a couple of minutes here but uh minus five for that game that closeout game um and i was still sick in phoenix but again i'll get to that in a little bit so um I'm the only one in a mask, and I think a, a couple of people were making fun of me for wearing a mask because I'm just like, oh my gosh, because the positivity rate is too high. Now, I'm vaccinated, and so like I didn't want to, you know, I, I'm probably okay, but I also have some kids at home and all that. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to wear the mask. There's too many people around here. I haven't been around that many people in a long time. Like, I felt more cramped there than when we went to the Cubs game, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Sam, when you were up in town. Right. It was crazy. Just hopping. And like, I've never been to Vegas on a fight weekend and i i hear and i know that it's more you know um like it's 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 there's a lot more traffic there but i'm just like man i came i came on a monday tuesday primarily because i wanted to avoid people and there's just everybody out everybody out and good for yeah. them man they're all having fun but it just, i it made me a little uncomfortable to be honest with you yeah man i'm going back to uh mascot in public um yeah i mean i'm vaccinated all that stuff but i just you know um I don't want to get sick. I mean, you know, and, you know, uh, I think people need to be taking this thing seriously. So, yeah, you know, you know I um, so my brother and I were talking this is a couple months ago, back when the numbers were really low, when the vaccines were starting to roll out and all that. <coughs> Excuse me. And my brother is just like, you know, the masks, they don't they don't bother me. I think I'm just going to keep wearing them like indefinitely. <laughs> it's like I don't I, you know, I, I, what do I need a cold for? You know, this isn't a badge right. of honor, you know? No, well, I will say. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I've been wearing them for probably the past almost two weeks now everywhere I go in, you know, indoors. And the looks you get from people are like, what are you doing with that thing on? Yeah, right. You know, but it's kind of like, I mean, <laughs> do you not know? I mean, obviously, my girlfriend works at a hospital. Mm -hmm. um, they're up to the almost the highest numbers they were at the peak for hospitalizations oh, wow. Wow. um so people need to take this serious a lot of the people yes are not vaccinated but there are some that are vaccinated and are getting it um you know they're either immune suppressant while they're in the hospital or whatever but right you know you just never know um you could catch something at a bad time your immune system's down and end up it's just not it's not worth it to me you know um, yeah and you know we just got to take it seriously yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at as well. And I, I think because and, and it, you know, it, I mean, it's it's no secret. It's the communities and the people that aren't getting vaccinated are the ones that are getting it and spreading it. And we're in this kind of weird um, back and forth, I guess, with with the virus. And it's it, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. This is more just conjecture because I'm certainly not a medical person. And it's been annoying me how many how many Facebook doctors there are out there that come out of the woodwork and they do five minutes of research and all of a sudden they know more than somebody who's been in eight right. years of medical school, right? Uh -huh. <clears throat> you know, and it's like, <laughs> I just, 
you, you, you know, you, you get accredited to be a doctor and, and go through this. Like, you know, all these people are going, like going after Fauci now. And everybody loved Fauci when he was keeping Ebola out of the country. Everybody loved Fauci when he was keeping the Zika virus at bay for the country. And everybody hates Fauci now because he's working on another virus and another vaccine. He's been like at that level for a long time because he's, you know, he's very good at what he does. And it's just, it's crazy that, you know, the bulk of this, and we've been saying this for a long time, it's it's all really just political statement and political affiliation. And it's just, it's wild, but... Um, you know, it kind of makes me sad because then I look at, you know, global, because again, I was in Las Vegas. It was like my my blood was boiling. I mean, physically, my blood was boiling, not metaphor, because it was so freaking hot out there. I'm like, oh gosh, our planet, our planet's dying. And we can't, we can't even get people to, to vaccine up to, to when there's, right. so how we, when how there's data right in front of their together. face. How are we going right. to save the planet? How are going to come together to save the planet? We're not, I mean, there's going to be some areas that are going to be unhabitable whatever however you say that yeah. it's just not coming out of my mouth Habib- yeah yeah habitable habitable in a few in 10 20 years yeah. you know places in arizona places in Vegas, like it's gonna be too hot yeah you know and we're just gonna we're just gonna burn up man yeah, it's, it's crazy. You know, i'm really hoping our, our the next generation is uh no you know not. is gonna be the one but i <laughs> it's, don't think it's, it's, it's not <laughs> man. i think it's gonna be worse I think it's gonna be worse. I think the greatest generation. I like truly. I think the greatest generation was the World War II generation, and then their kids. They raised soft kids. I'm talking about the baby boomers, and then those soft kids raised even softer kids in the millennials, um, which is kind of where we're at. We're we're right in the middle between the Gen Y and the you know whatever they call them. Right. They, basically, we're we're kind of millennials. We're kind of the next generation, and they're right. worse. We're they're worse. We we're, we're, we it's 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 yeah. Here's your it's uplifting crazy. message for today. We've. Uh, We've, yeah, we hit our peak as a society. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, so NBA Finals, man. I, th- I was, I think I said already, but uh, Bavada had Milwaukee at minus five on uh, Game Six, right? And I called, yeah. I called Phoenix in s- five or six on Milwaukee. I believe you did as well. And um, I, I gotta say, like Milwaukee just came out after their O two deficit and just throttled. Phoenix. I I, th- I might have said Philadelphia there. I apologize. Phoenix, obviously. Um, Sam. Okay, what happened, man? I know you were watching the finals. I, I watched him as well, but you're the basketball guy, man. What what happened there? Was it Milwaukee's defense? I mean, Was it Middleton finally waking up in a playoff series? What what happened? Yeah, I mean, I think everything, you know, and and I, you know, I still get a lot of heat for you know some of my Gian- Giannis takes, and obviously yeah. he's a, obviously he's a great player. Uh, he seems like a really good dude too. So I would never hate on a guy like that. Um, but their offense goes through Middleton and when Middleton is, is a threat and cooking and they need a play or they need a shot, they go to Chris, Chris Middleton. And basically Chris Middleton got some home games and woke up. Yeah. Um, they, they benefited from going back home and then getting on this momentous run that just carried them through and one in Phoenix and basically got to close out at home. Um, which is if you're, you know, if you're a team, you'd much rather you know, win on the road. I thought Phoenix was going to put up a little bit more of a fight and make this a seven game series, but they kind of ran out of gas there at the end. Um, it was good. At least Chris Paul had a good game uh, five, but uh, the rest of their guys just did not um, yeah. Booker and Paul, you know, came, came out, but you know, they weren't getting the help they needed from Jay Crowder and campaign and all the guys that, that had been kind of, you know, being behind the scenes, it kind of uh, yeah. propelled them in, in all the other series. 
you know. Yeah, and so coming into this uh, final stretch, and again, you know, I, I, a couple of series ago, I think it was the uh, conference semis. I was just like, oh, Phoenix is going to win the title, and um, and I'm not walking it back because I'm, you know, I'm wrong, and you know, it is what it is. Um, generally, my football, my football <laughs> picks are a lot better, <laughs> you know, Sam. But right. um, you know, I, I'm not walking it back, and I'm not walking back the 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 Giannis. You call him Giannis, tomato tomato. I call him Giannis, I guess. But I, I don't know what's right. But um, based on some of the time I spent in Greece, I think yeah, it's Giannis. Probably, but right. you know, whatever. I think yeah. it goes by both. We'll we'll just say whichever one, whatever you prefer, tomato tomato. G, G, yeah, or um, Yan, or Yi, or Yi, <laughs> or Yan, Yan, Um no, nah, dude, he's good, and I'm not. I, you know, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm walking stuff back because he just destroyed Phoenix in uh, in Game Six. But he's he's a good talent. He still reminds me of Tracy McGrady. Um, and to your point, you know, the, here's the thing: like Tracy, McG- and when I say reminds me of Tracy McGrady, I mean those old Magic teams. You know, um, you know, back in the day, and McGrady never had anybody. I think his best running mate in Orlando was like Drew Gooden or something like that. I mean, they could never get him a second thing, a second piece. Well, they had Mike Miller and they traded him all. Yeah. Yeah. Classic, classic Orlando. I think that would have been a really good, you know, piece, you know, Mike. Yeah. He's the rookie of the year. Let's trade him away in two years. Yeah. (laughs) And he's best friends with Tracy McGrady. Let's get rid of him. Let's get rid of him. Right. (laughs) Stupid. Yeah. I mean, they tried. I mean, they did get Grant Hill, obviously that. um, Yeah. Right. That that didn't work out well for them. You're right. You know, um, and you know, he didn't want to stick around for the Dwight Howard thing. Um, but you know, that could have been a good, good one too, as well. So it's all, it's all about pieces for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and finally, and this is what happened last year is Middleton went cold and, and Milwaukee went out. Well, Middleton was, was really good, which improves Giannis, you know, and Giannis is definitely the best talent on the team and, and they won. He made it, um, uh, you know, he, he pulled it off. They pulled it off. Very good. Coming into the finals, I think Bavada had Milwaukee at like plus 185, and Philadelphia at like minus one seventy five or something like that, and uh, right. you know Milwaukee prevailed. Congratulations to Milwaukee. I like the town of Milwaukee. Talking about more shoulder to shoulder people, see a people, a super spreader event. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you I see that. See those numbers. It was you funny know, in, a, in a week and a half. I know, right? So like, I was in again. I was in Vegas. We were watching the end of Game Seven, um, just in a casino. I think we were in the Cosmo or something like that. And uh, we were watching it, and they showed the crowd outside, and and somebody I work with is just like, oh, what do they, uh, what do they call that? And I think I, I said, I think super spreader is the is the word you're looking for. <laughs> and he's like, yep, yep, that is the word I was looking for. So, um, and then while I was saying this, I look around in the Cosmo, and it's just again shoulder shoulder to shoulder, and I was just like, I think we're also in a super spreader yeah, situation. People in there smoking cigs too. No, not there, not there. No, no. smoking inside. Okay. Um, okay. At least, at least temporarily. But uh, there was, I will say, there's one person in all of Cosmo um, outside of the the staff who are re- required by law. There's one person in in Cosmo um, wearing a mask, and that was uh, that was me. So if you saw a guy in a mask, if you saw a guy <laughs> in a mask you. in the Cosmo the the night of Sean Game Six. Ryan. You saw Sean Ryan, and you probably made fun of him because a lot of people did. But uh, you know, <laughs> I've never Sam. I've never been somebody that would uh, change the way I do anything no. because somebody else is laughing at me. Never. <laughs> it's my whole life. Never. So I'll eat my uh, Giannis uh, crow. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously he had a, a phenomenal uh, game, game five um, at home, and you know, 50, 50 points, and uh, I think well, flirted with a triple double. Um, so incredible, uh, and 
I think if Chris Paul had showed up in games, you know, three and four, it would have been a totally different. Sure. I think if 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 uh, Phoenix could have gotten one of those games in Milwaukee, but he was either hurt or the pressure was too much. There were times where Chris Paul wasn't even dribbling the basketball up the floor. He was passing it to campaign to dribble the floor ball up. Mm. And I'm like, either the guy's wrist injury is worse than we thought, but then he had a really good game six. I mean, game five. So it's like, I don't ever, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Congrats all, you know, hats off. I'm, I'm always happy because it's like, I feel like, um, in, in, and even though I was saying Phoenix, and because I picked Phoenix, I was, I guess, rooting, you know, subconsciously for Phoenix because, you know, you know, it make me right. Um, that's really the only hat that I had in this thing. I, I'm really happy when kind of like a quote unquote smaller market um, comes through because Milwaukee does remind me a lot of Orlando. So in a way, I'm just like, okay, you know, the the guy, and Milwaukee's a big city. You know, they get a bad rap for being a smaller city because they're next to Chicago. But Milwaukee's, I mean, it's it's a cool city. And it's a big city, and I would say it's more metropolitan than Orlando, but still, it's it's like a nice one for the small guys. So, yeah, and I mean, good for a guy to stick around and and build something there. You know, I mean, they were looking pretty bleak, you know, five years ago. I mean, no one wanted to play in Milwaukee, so right. Um, you know, good. You know, it's good for the NBA uh, to have a small uh, small market team um, to win the whole thing. It's pretty pretty crazy. All right, Sam, buddy, you and I. We're big into on demand. I mean, you got uh, especially over this last year, man. You can go on demand. You can go, uh, you know, it, groceries now. You can be delivered to your door. Just you know, go ahead and enter it in on an app. You got uh, streaming. I know Disney Plus, of course, Netflix. Man, any nothing's more on demand than Netflix. It's great. I, we are living in an on demand society. Am I right, buddy? Yeah, man. You can get anything on demand. Yeah. So you know what? It's time to businesses get in on that action. Look, business owners out there, your customers have grown to expect a simpler way of doing business. It's an on-demand world. It's an instant world. Nobody knows that more, and nobody talks about it, I bet, more, (laughs) Sam, than me and you. That's why 90,000 local businesses of all sizes, I'm not talking about like bigger small businesses or smaller big businesses or whatever, 90,000 local businesses of all sizes have turned to Podium, and you should too. Whether you have one location or a 1,000, Podium's got you covered. Podium makes doing business as easy as sending a text. And now, Mark, uh, Sam, you know I have a marketing background, right? Absolutely. Talk about that on the show, yep. right? Yep. It's all about getting the right message to the right people at the right time. If you're out there and you're smiling and dialing and you're trying to do business on the phone, hey, that's great. I'm not taking anything away from that. But if you're not doing text message business these days, you're a dinosaur. You got to get in on it because when texts get opened, business gets done. All your employees can text from a single inbox. This is really cool, right? You want to unify, you want to keep messaging um, and reporting, you want to keep all that solid and in one place, you can do that with Podium. It offers a smoother experience for your customers. Answering questions, send a text. Collecting reviews, send a text. Scheduling an appointment or delivery, what are we going to do? Are we going to pick up the phone? No, we're going to call, a, uh, we're going to send a text. Payment collection, send a text. Car dealerships. I don't I don't know, man. I'm I'm getting a lot of texts from car dealerships. Um I'm up in Illinois. Sam, you in Florida, are you getting a lot of texts from car dealerships as well? Yeah. Uh, month, you know, all the time. All the time. So a dealer just sold a $50,000 truck in four text messages. Just boom 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 boom. 
That's it. Boom, 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 boom. 50 grand, right? 50 G's. You could use 50 G's. Car dealerships are doing it. Dealerships are running profitable service centers with easier appointment scheduling and reminders. My dentist is using it all the time. I get dentist. You know what? I just set up my dentist appointment because I hadn't been there in a while due to some of the, the oddities of, of the world, Sam. And so I got the text. I said, oh yeah, I need to, I need to get on that. My teeth, uh, you know, my coffee's turning my teeth brown. <laughs> so I need to get in on the dentist. Retailers increasing revenue by allowing customers to shop via text message. Even with stores, um, even with stores open, many people still want to shop from home. A jeweler just sold a five thousand dollar ring with a few text messages and even coordinated curbside pickup with Podium. We live in an instant economy, and today's customers they expect everything on demand. Everything, even from local businesses, stay ahead of the competition with Podium. They have free plans for growing businesses, plus all the power growing businesses need to scale. Get started for free today at Podium.com slash TFS. That's in that's as in the functional sportsaholic. You can also see the note in the or the link in the show notes below. Once again, it's podium.com slash TFS. I gotta be honest with you, Sam. I think I'm gonna get in on this for the fantasy football almanac, which by the way is available on amazon.com you can also check the notes uh the show notes below for the link there uh but yeah you might be uh, receiving a text from me soon via podium i think we should get in on that do it so um let's shift it over uh, there's a piece of new, we don't talk a lot of hockey in this show um but i wanted to bring it up today it's actually just entered my head so uh sam and i did, didn't even prep for this before <laughs> before but um seattle is getting a team and I think this popped into my head because we we're just talking about Milwaukee, and I, it, it's got me thinking quickly about how the NBA, you know, just by the nature of the NBA, you get one star there like Giannis, and, and Devin Booker's doing his thing. Of course, you get Chris Paul there in Phoenix. Like these franchises that were just dead, you know, not too long ago, made the finals, you know, right. and it's cool. And I was thinking about the NHL, they don't have as much, I don't think turnover at the top now the nhl is different because in the in the playoffs if your goalie gets hot for three weeks in the playoff season you can win a stanley cup you can be a bad team but if your goalie gets hot at the right time you, you right. can't score goals against them you know so you can right. win games like one to nothing and that that's happened right but um seattle's getting an expansion team this year which i think is cool and i always like the idea of expansion teams and all that and they had their expansion draft now the last time there was an expansion draft in uh in the nhl las vegas did the expansion draft and they made the stanley cup finals right right and they did that i think they lost to washington that year um who i'm kind of like a you know I'm, i guess you can call me a washington fan but i don't really care that much to be honest with you i'm a poser if i'm saying i'm a big capitals fan <laughs> You know, I, I I root for like the the You're big. You're pulling for them if they're yeah. Playing the game. You yeah. know, all things being equal, I like the Washington team. Group, you know, I just always have, have the, except for the the bullets and what are they called now? The wizards. Wizards. I don't care about them. <laughs> but you know, I, I generally will root for Washington, right? But um, Las Vegas a couple years ago, they had their expansion draft, and I was talking about this with um, again, you know, at, at work. Somebody's like, oh yeah, and uh, Las Vegas, they're they're really good, and so on and so forth. I'm like, yeah, well, you know what happens in the expansion draft is you don't get stars typically, unless somebody, unless a team is trying to shed salary or it's a bad situation, they just want to get rid of get the person off the books. It's rare that you get stars transferring, but what you do get is you get a lot of average to above average um, on these teams, so you don't get any bad players. As an expansion team, you don't have any bad. So you start the season kind of perfectly average to maybe a little above average. 
And so maybe your top line against your other team's top line, maybe it's not great. But if you play like in tennis ladders or any other kind of like, you know, older gentleman sports or something like that, <laughs> you can you can survive your one matchup versus your one matchup losing if you win all the other ones. And that's what these expansion teams are doing. So I look at the odds, and I think today Bavada has Seattle at plus 10,000 to win the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> and I'm like, they're going to be in the playoffs, everybody. I mean, that's lock that in they're going to be in the playoffs because of the way this the way the nhl game works and i'm not an expert but i'm just saying like this always happens in the nhl always the expansion teams make the playoffs and they go on a run because they're pretty good now if their goalie gets hot like i was saying before anything could happen so you're talking about um like i'm looking at the other ones i see jersey has bad odds i see columbus is bad and buffalo's bad you're talking about the worst odds to win the Stanley Cup Finals in a game in in a team that's probably I bet you going to at least make the second round of the playoffs just by the way these things are structured. So you know if you're looking for value, you know log on to your Bavada account, man. Put 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 a couple bucks on um, Seattle to win uh, the Seattle Kraken to win their uh, the Stanley Cup, man. Because they're, they're it's it's going to be weird, but it's going to happen, and that's just it's just what happens in, uh, well, in the NHL. The good thing about expansions is you're not you're not, you know, dealing with a bunch of bad contracts or yeah. like, you know, things off the, you know, you get a team that's, you know, obviously you're going to have a fan base that's going to, the first year in expansion, I mean, these places go nuts because that, you know, they yeah. want, they, they got a team there, you know, especially like a Seattle that's looking for an indoor, you know, type of thing. All that, you know, they have uh, football, they have baseball. Obviously, lost the Sonics uh, quite a uh, yeah, like fifteen Which I years think is ago. BS, you know that that's right. a, that's a city that should have a team. But you're right. I mean, Seattle's ready to go crazy over a team, right? So it, you're not you're not hard. You know, you, there's no residual stuff from previous seasons. You know, you don't have players that are mad at management or players that are mad at coaches for last year or players that are mad with teammates. Right. Like he's basically a fresh start. Um, a brand new start and you can just go out there and, and just focus on winning. Yeah. So I actually might put some, put some money, Yeah. you know, on the Bavada. And I, I like, I like those, uh, I, I like that number because I, I, I like your reasoning. Yeah, man. I mean, they're gonna They're going to, they're going to make it. And, and by the way, I was looking, I was scrolling through to look for the odds on favorite to win the Stanley cup. They're not the favorite. They're number two. It's Vegas. Vegas, and they've been good every single season, including their expansion right. year where they went on the run. Seattle, man, just you know, get get in on it because they're they're going to have something to say. Um, I'm going to shift this now to uh, the NFL. So fantasy football almanac, you know, check the links below, show notes below, all that stuff. Updates are you know coming. The update schedule is you know um, on track and everything. Everything's good to go there. But Cam Akers. Tore his AC or not his AC? I'm sorry, his Achilles uh, for the Rams this year uh, already, and this is the first of what will be many injuries. Uh, we saw it last year, but you know, unlike this year and other years, last year we didn't have really a ton of training camp because of the you know the virus situation and all that. Well, this year it's going to be more of a normal year. We're going to see a lot of stars go down, and this happens every single year. It's just like if you're in a dynasty or keeper league, you just kind of hold your breath and hope it's not your guy. But um, Cam Akers down, major player, you know, a, a high second round grade uh, across the across the fantasy spectrum. 
And uh, some of my readers have, you know, been like, oh, when, you know, your next updates, I'm sure you're going to be, you know, taking a look at this uh, Cam Akers situation. I'm like, yes, I will. But I can already tell you out there, I'm higher on Daryl Henderson than everybody else. Now, what I need to do on mine, I, I haven't started, I've just been too busy, but I haven't gone back and looked at film because as, as readers know, I, you know, I, I actually do film study. Uh, you know, I think I'm the only person out there who really does it. But I want to look at film of the backup running backs there uh, because Malcolm Brown has moved on. I think he's in Miami now still. I know he went there, but you know, I didn't haven't been keeping track of whether or not they kept him in the last couple of months. But um I don't think Malcolm Brown's gonna do anything in Miami. That's why I don't really care so much. But you know, the Rams, Daryl Henderson is that rare player who had a lot of draft cred coming in his rookie season. He didn't do anything his rookie year. He was kind of a disappointment. Last year, and usually I, I kind of write those guys off mentally. Last year he came back and he really impressed me. And he actually kept Cam Akers off the field for longer than people would would thought between him and that three headed monster they had with Malcolm Brown. Well this year now, he finds himself as basically the guy because Cam Akers was supposed to be the guy. And McVay, I think, always uses a committee approach anyway. Um, so I, I always thought that Daryl Henderson was going to get more playing time than, than a lot of folks and a lot of publications were giving him credit for. Well, now what happens is Akers is out. Daryl Henderson is now the top running back. And there's not really anybody behind him that you have to be super concerned with. So I'm thinking Daryl Henderson's going to walk in. And, and again, let me vet this. Let me see, you know, there could always be an undrafted rookie like a James Robinson situation in Jacksonville last year. It could come and just, you know, blow everybody's socks off. That's part of why we watch all the preseason games to make sure, you know, you're primed for that as part of the guide and, you know, part of the free offering that we offer when you buy the guide. But let me say this. Daryl Henderson, to me, is probably going to be a third or second round pick in my next set of rankings, pending what I do and look at the backups running back situation. And the situation is going to be somewhat fluid as I watch the preseason games. But Daryl Henderson, dude, I like what I'm seeing from him. I like what I saw last year. I like his opportunity. I love this offense. By the way, Matt Stafford is less mobile than Jared Goff was. Matt Stafford likes to hit his running backs uh, out of the backfield. Daryl Henderson, if you're in a PPR format, is going to be, uh, you know, take a, a, quite a leap forward. And I thought this with Cam Akers as well, by the way. So if you have, if you're somebody in like in a dynasty or a keeper league and you had Daryl Henderson as a handcuff to Cam Akers, he's keep worthy. I would absolutely keep Daryl Henderson. That's not to say one of these, you know, unheralded guys who you never heard of can't come out like a James Robinson last year. Like, you know, a couple guys in, in years before running back is unique. But you can come out and uh, and you you could get a lot of value for Daryl Henderson at a very very low price because people are going to be hesitant to move him up. I think the the assumption right now is that Daryl Henderson is going to be a, um, a like a season long handcuff guy might get you know fifty percent might share a backfield with somebody else. I'm telling you, I think it's more likely that he just walks into Cam Akers' role. And somebody else takes like 30% of the snaps or something like that. And that is kind of the norm these days in the NFL. Outside of like Derrick Henry, who's on the field like every snap, you know, for the most part, you know, you're not going to see, you know, Christian McCaffrey's another one that you see like playing on the field, like all the snaps. You don't find that very often. Daryl Henderson is going to be one in the top in terms of market share or snap share at running backs. So I think you got to snap that dude up. You got to keep that dude if he's on your roster. That's my feeling, Sam. What do you think about that? Hey, man, if you like him, I like him yeah. because I'm going to go with you every time.
Yeah, I, I, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Like I'm always looking for value for the people that buy the book and value for readers. Um, you know, I think this is probably going to go on YouTube. So, it's, you know, people who, who listen to the channel probably get this and snap this up. But yeah, I'm always looking for value. Like the Darren Waller a couple of years ago, I'm like, spend your last round pick on him. I'm telling you, draft your kicker early, spend your last round pick on Darren Waller. Blew up, right? A couple of years ago, like James Conner. I was uh, I was on Christian McCaffrey before anybody was last year. Although I didn't rank him number one, I had statistically projected Dalvin Cook as my number one overall fantasy player last year. That ended up hitting pay dirt for a lot of people. You know all these all this stuff that if you like read the reviews and all that, they're like, oh, you know, this guy's ranking suck. They generally pan out. I'm just gonna say that, toot my own horn, pat my own back. You know, um, not even a humble brag, just a brag. They generally work out. I'm saying. Daryl Henderson, and he's got the skills. He's in the right offense, and this offense is going to be better than last year because I think Stafford will execute the offense better than last year. My only concern, by the way, for the Rams, well, they have two concerns. Only concerns. One is I think the loss of their defensive coordinator, um, who's now the head coach of the L.A. Chargers, that's going to be a bigger storyline for the Rams than people are giving credit for. Like that defense is not going to be as good as the defense last year. Are they going to still be a top five unit? Yeah, they will. I'm not worried about that at all. Rams are, are going to be a very good team. They're a playoff team for sure. Their defense is going to take a step back, but I believe their offense takes a, a pretty nice step forward, Sam. So uh, we're going to see, man. Daryl Henderson, you're getting them cheap now. You're getting them cheap. If your draft is in the next couple of weeks, pounce on that opportunity. My goodness. Take it to the bank, dude. Let me look at the futures for the Rams while I'm talking about it. Pulling up the old Bavada here. Rams are at plus 1,200. Plus 1,200 to win the Super Bowl, according to Bovada. So, I don't know. I think that's a little heavy. I, I don't like. I don't love that value because I still think there's some better teams. Like, for instance, assuming Rodgers plays for the Packers, I still think the, the Packers are better. Um, certainly the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, are going to be going to have something to say about that. But right, I, I want to talk a little bit, um, you know, streaming-wise. I saw this new show, Sam. Show this new snow. Now, I don't know if you're going to like this or not, but it, it, and I don't know if I'm going to like it, to be honest with you, but I saw it on Netflix. It's a dating show. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a dating show where everybody wears like animal masks, like really, I guess, high, high quality, <laughs> high quality animal, animal masks. And this, this whole trailer, I, I was captivated by the trailer of the show where there's this girl's talking about how she only ever looks for the hot guys and maybe that's not the right thing. And she's out there talking and she's wearing a panda mask i can't even call it a mask it's like a helmet and it's like super high quality man <laughs> this mask so she's talking her face is all articulated and it's just a panda talking and you can see her human eyes underneath this panda thing and it creeps me out but it also gets me a little excited to watch the show it is garbage and i don't have a lot of time to do this and i usually stay away from garbage this looks like pure dumpster fire garbage and so i was talking to my wife and i'm just like I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna watch this. My wife is just like I'm not I'm not watching that. I'm not watching that. That's all I mean, I'd be all over that. Um, that sounds like a show we would watch. Exactly, um, exactly. You know, and and another thing, I mean, big year for for mask 
you know, makers, yeah. you know, of all forms. <laughs> you know, we got the mass singer. We got the mass dating app. We got everyone wearing. Well, not anymore, but yeah, uh, we had everyone wearing masks. To be so fair, we never had masks. everyone wearing masks, right? right. Only about half, but still. Big, big year for masks, man. This is like if you if you had if you had stock um, if you went into mask futures on Bavada. I don't know what the Bavada lines were for for masks. <laughs> <On> masks. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that. Eh? that. That seems like it'd be a good uh, a good a good watch. You yeah, know, man. just to like not really think too much and just kind of probably laugh and you know not get too heavy into something. Exactly. Do you know? Do you it. do you remember there was? I think the show was actually called Blind Date, like back in the '90s, early oh, 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would go, and it was a train wreck every single episode. It was one of my favorite things to watch. And somebody would go out, and they would invariably, you know, somebody would go out. I think there was either four or three people that they had matched with, and it was a group blind date. There was always, right. like, drama between, you know, if it was a girl and, and she was going out with a bunch of guys or a guy going out with a bunch of girls or, you know, a girl going out with a bunch of girls or vice versa, whatever, right? But there was always drama in the contestants that were trying to win the date. And then there was generally right. drama because if the person was there and didn't like, if you were on the show and you're trying to find a date and you didn't like anybody, then there was that, and they were so disinterested, and that was to me funny back then. I don't know if I'd find it so funny now. Um, yeah, I've been on those dates where the people have been disinterested, <laughs> so I, I felt I felt the hurt, Sam. No, what but like, that? what I'm not sure on is if 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 it's a group date situation because there's a couple of angles there. I hope it is, but I, I don't think it is. I think they go on like one date at a time, but I would love a group date situation where everybody's in masks and they just go to a bar and then these people show up in masks. Cause wouldn't you like to be in the bar where that show that happens? And you're like, what the world is yeah. going on? But, um, dude, I, I, I don't know. I got, I, I have to, I have well, to find out. Report what this back is to me and see if, uh, if you do, if you do, uh, Watch it. Let me know how. Let me know. I got. I'll report out. back. Well, maybe we'll do a whole segment on this next week. I'll probably watch the whole season. There's eight episodes, I, and I can't remember the name of the show. But believe me, if you log on and you're looking for dating shows, and some girl starts talking and she's wearing a panda mask, that's the one. That is. Yeah. The one. What's it, what? Where, where's it on? What's Netflix. The Netflix. Oh, even better. Okay. Cool. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I probably will watch it tonight. I've been watching Alone. You know the. Uh, the I love that show. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't watched it in a long time. We used to talk about that, you know, every couple of weeks or so. But I'm watching, I think, the most recent season that they have on Netflix. I think it's the most recent yeah. recent season. And they're trying to survive 100 days. I'm only like three or four episodes in, so I'm not going to – I don't want to talk anymore about it. But um, yeah, some people were set up really well, so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I've been watching that, but I think, I think I'm going to push over into that dating show. Like as soon as my <laughs> wife falls asleep next to me, I, that the dating show is going on. And she's going to wake up and she's going to be like, this is such garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you really watching this. Yeah, because I got to get it in before the Olympics, man, because we got the Olympics coming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. Anyway, man, I think we can close it out there. You got anything for the crowd before we head out? Everyone be good, man. Be good, man. Stay safe out there. And uh, if you uh, if you mask shamed me in Las Vegas, shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> shame on you, but I don't really care, obviously. So. Yep. All right, everybody, have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Be good. Welcome, Welcome to, the to the podcast. Functional sports are Sam and Sean, too, they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. 
Yeah, yo, sport addicts with real lives. Talking about real life, they real nice. Going cray on the Netflix late nights. And they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407, Old Town. And nine fours when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues. All lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sportsaholic, Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get 